Answering Mormon's Questions by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson deals with 36 commonly asked questions by your LDS friends and neighbors. It's a great resource for Christians who want to share their faith with friends and loved ones. Be sure to pick up your copy today at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Is the LDS Church losing its identity. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. There was an article in the Salt Lake Tribune. It was written by Peggy Fletcher Stack, and it was titled, Mormon Vanquished, Moroni Missing, Pageants Pulled, is the LDS Church losing its identity? The subtitle was, As the global religion continues to evolve, leaders and members grapple with how to chart a unifying yet distinctive course. The reason why this caught my attention is because we often hear from people, and many of them well-meaning Christians, who have come to the conclusion that the LDS Church, or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is actually making some significant changes, and in their opinion, they think it's coming closer to a Christian consensus. Now, we at Mormonism Research Ministry tend to try and keep our proverbial fingers on the pulse of where the church is, and certainly we don't see that, at least not theologically. We do not see the LDS Church making any great strides whatsoever in changing some of their doctrine, which has been considered heretical ever since the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints began. There certainly are some changes that are being made, but should these changes really be seen as something for us as evangelicals to get excited about? Perhaps some, but not a lot of others. Well, in this article, what I found fascinating was, in light of a lot of the changes that the LDS Church seems to be going through, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are in total agreement as to the direction that it is heading. And that's what we want to talk about as we look at this article by Peggy Fletcher Stack. Now, it's not meant to be an exhaustive study. If you want to read this article yourself, let me give you the name again. Mormon vanquished, Moroni missing, pageants pulled, is the LDS Church losing its identity? Now, there's an editor's note on it that says this story is available to Salt Lake Tribune subscribers only. Thank you for supporting local journalism. So, Eric, there may be a chance that some people might not be able to read this, even online, unless they have a paid subscription, which you and I both do, so we are able to access this. But we want to share with you some of the things that were brought out in this article, and perhaps you'll find them fascinating as we found them fascinating. What's the first paragraph, Eric, because it's going to jump right into this subject. In the early 1990s, some Latter-day Saint missionaries got on a bus in Venezuela and headed to a zone conference. The bus was stopped by a soldier looking to conscript his young countrymen into the army. He asked the dark-suited evangelizers who they were, and they proudly proclaimed in unison, we're Mormons. 
taken aback, he let them go. Now, when I read that, I thought, well, let's look at this in today's situation, where now the word Mormon has been prohibited. What would have happened to those young missionaries if they had said, well, we're Christians, like some Latter-day Saints like to say to us? Would the response from the soldier be the same? It seems to me that here was a case when asked who they are and the missionaries replied, we're Mormons, exclamation point, that got them out of what could have been potential trouble, we might think. So here is a case where the title of Mormon was easily recognized, at least by these soldiers. And that becomes important as we go into this article because there are some members in the church that are not real happy with this course correction that Russell M. Nelson, the 17th president, has given for the church in prohibiting those titles which identified members of the LDS church. And a lot of people like that. You can only imagine by some of the comments we're going to go through that there are some members that don't really think that that was a good idea. Well, as you go on in the article, it talks about how things started to change in the 1980s with what is in quotes, consolidated meeting schedule, a three-hour block of services on Sunday and worldwide expansion into far-flung regions. It continues, it has evolved even more dramatically in the past three-plus years since President Russell M. Nelson took the helm of the 16.6 million member Global Faith. Statues of the Angel Moroni, a figure from the faith signature scripture of the Book of Mormon, are rarely being added to the tops of new temples. The live endowment temple ritual, created as a kind of religious theater, has been replaced by a film. Ward activities committees have been disbanded. Youth celebrations before new temple dedications showcasing local cultures have been discontinued. And it goes on to say how even some of the class names for young women have been disbanded, or they don't call them anymore, such as Beehive or Laurels or whatever. Long-standing, even iconic outdoor pageants have ended. Now, let's examine that paragraph there. Because it has been under Russell M. Nelson that a lot of these changes were made. Statues of the Angel Moroni, a figure from the Faith Signature Scripture from the Book of Mormon, are rarely being added to the tops of new temples. And we're seeing that with a lot of the new construction, that it's true. A lot of these new temples are not going to have the Angel Moroni on top of that building. And yet, Bill, for many Latter-day Saints, that was the big occasion. When the statue would be put up on the top of the temple, people would come from all over to see it. And in fact, the construction worker who got to put it up was honored to be able to be a part of this. And then when it talks about the live endowment temple ritual created as a kind of religious theater has been replaced by a film. Now, if I remember correctly, that was starting to happen a long time ago. That's not really something that's more recent. In fact, as far as I can remember, there were really very few temples being used today that even use a live ceremony. The Salt Lake Temple would be one of them. Manti was certainly one of them. You would have the St. George Temple. Definitely, it was the pioneer temples, as they call them. But we've always noticed, as long as we have been going to temple open houses and touring the temples ourselves, and of course my first temple tour goes back to San Diego in the 1990s, they were using a film back then. So this has been around for a long time. 
I think, though, as these temples are remodeled, certainly we're going to see that change to where none of the temples are going to have live actors acting out this melodrama of how they believe the earth was created and how mankind came to this earth and so forth and so on. So definitely that is a change. When it talks about congregation activities, congregations, of course, are known as wards in the LDS vernacular. A lot of these activities have been disbanded. And as it says, youth celebrations before temple dedications, showcasing local cultures have also been discontinued. Now, some members of the church might see this as some kind of a step forward, but as we're going to see in this article, that doesn't seem to be the consensus, at least of those who were interviewed. And we need to make this statement. A lot of these people that are going to be interviewed for this article by Peggy Fletcher Stack, obviously they're being interviewed because they've been more outspoken in some of these areas. So I don't know if that gives us an idea of how a lot of Latter-day Saints believe or a majority of what some members believe, but certainly it seems to be the opinion of at least the ones that are included in this article. And no doubt, members reading some of these opinions, they may agree with what they have to say. They may disagree with what they have to say. But there were some things that were said that I think are pertinent. But then it goes on to talk about Nelson and the prohibition of the word Mormon. It says, Meanwhile, Latter-day Saint teachings have been continually simplified to become nearly indistinguishable from some evangelical Christian beliefs. On top of all that, Nelson has declared that even using the name Mormon is, quote-unquote, major victory for Satan and has generally prohibited its usage. Well, let's talk about that first paragraph you read. Latter-day Saint teachings have been continually simplified to become nearly indistinguishable from some evangelical Christian beliefs. I would agree with that only to the point that it's because they're emphasizing a lot of the words that we use. But this has always been a case in Mormonism. This is something that you and I have talked about for a number of years when we address this subject, talking in Christian churches as we try to educate the body of Christ as to what the beliefs are of the LDS people. Now, it may become indistinguishable, but I think it's only indistinguishable when the Christian fails to ask politely, well, what do you mean when you use this word? If you don't ask that question, if you don't get the definition explained to you, yes, it would be indistinguishable. But I would argue that this has always been a problem. Well, let's talk about using the name Mormon as being a major victory for Satan. As we have mentioned before, this has been a pet peeve of Russell M. Nelson's for a long time. Now that he is the president of the church, he has the ability to enforce those views of his. And I'm of the position, I don't think that a lot of Latter-day Saints really had a big deal with this. It's not that they did not have more concern about how their church is called, because certainly it's always been known officially as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I think Nelson went a little bit too far in trying to make it sound as if being called a Mormon or even just LDS or even using the phrase Mormonism. And obviously his influence changed the direction of the church because this is now a part of the LDS church's style guide, which is found on their newsroom page. It actually says that you're not supposed to use Mormon when referring to members, you're not supposed to use Mormonism to describe the movement, and you're not even supposed to use the abbreviation of LDS. 
a lot of Latter-day Saints found this confusing, and apparently some still today, even though that's been now a few years since that was implemented, still see this as even making it difficult to identify as a member of the LDS Church. Peggy Fletcher Stack is the religion editor at the Salt Lake Tribune. I wonder what she thinks, because they have a series in their newspaper called Mormonland. Well, that seems to be a direct contradiction to what Nelson is requesting. And I think Peggy Fletcher Stack has, for the most part, tried to acquiesce to the style guide because she often does refer to the church as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, at least in first mention. But it's not that I think she sticks to it all the time. Maybe she's getting better at that. I don't know. But certainly it becomes difficult. It becomes difficult because even as LDS leaders have said in the past, the church's title is too long, it's too awkward, and it can be at times probably even confusing when members are trying to convey who they are. But she asked the question, what's happening here? Is Mormonism losing its identity? Is the Utah-based faith in the midst of a sea change? And she spells C-S-E-A. I think that's a great question, and we're going to pursue that question in tomorrow's show as we look at this article, Is the LDS Church Losing Its Identity? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.